Hey guys, it's Jerry here with Hillbilly Horror Stories and our friends over at Wondery have done it again. And I've got a little sneak preview of their new podcast for you to check out. Wondery's new true crime podcast, The Apology Line, begins with Alan Bridge posting flyers around New York City asking people to anonymously apologize for their crimes. Not to God, not to the police, but to his answering machine. Within hours, the calls start coming in. People apologizing for stealing, infidelity, lying, and even murder. Alan got dozens of calls from people claiming to be murderers, but one man stood out, Richie. He was deliberate, measured, and his calls would leave thousands wondering if he really was the serial killer he claimed to be. That is, until Richie offered to provide proof of his crimes. I'm about to play for you a preview of The Apology Line, but while you're listening, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or you can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Wondery, fill the story. The following contains descriptions of violence, including sexual violence, and may not be suitable for all listeners. Please be advised. It was early 1981, and I was with a group of friends at a loft in New York City. It was a dinner party with, I think, about six, maybe eight of us around the, the big table. Doug Welch was there, too. Through the huge windows, we could see the lights of the Empire State Building. Rosary candles flickered on a curved bookcase that separated the living room from the bedroom. These gatherings always went late. We were all artists, so we talked about our work, politics, and how we were surviving in the city. The host was a man named Alan. Toward the end of the dinner, as it was wrapping up, um, Alan just sort of casually said, would anyone like to hear the latest that came in today from Apology? Apology was Alan's newest project. Doug's girlfriend, Carrie, vaguely remembered it had something to do with people calling a phone line. Alan held up a cassette tape. Alan was standing and sort of gesticulating, and yeah, he was excited. And we all kind of said, well, sure. Alan walked over to his cassette player, popped in the tape, and turned out the lights. First, we listened to what every person who called Alan's phone line would hear, an outgoing message in Alan's deadpan voice. This is Apology. Apology is not associated with the police or any other organization, but rather is a way for you to tell people what you have done wrong and how you feel about it. All statements received by Apology will be played back to the public, so please do not identify yourself. Talk for as long as you want. Then we heard the voices of callers who'd left messages. I witnessed a crime. I did not report it down in the men's room at Penn Station. Someone being forced in the booth and being robbed. I feel very badly about not reporting it. Bye. I'm really sorry because I'm white and female and rich. I would like to stop feeling the way I do about the blacks and the Puerto Ricans and the Chinese and the Japs. I just wanted to say I'm sorry to all those poor souls out there that wake up black and blue the next day after I beat the shit out of them. I've got not really an apology to make except to one person who's my lover was listening on an extension and I'm sorry that I've made his life difficult to him I love you Max I apologize around the dinner table no one moved 
Everything became quiet except the tapes. The calls kept coming and became more disturbing. Well, I guess, uh, you know, the, to the 15 or 20 people that I've stolen money from and mugged and robbed and frightened. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have to say it 15 times, do I? <laughs> this last caller wasn't like the others. Let's see, there's uh, Henry. Uh, I killed Henry. He was a neighbor. He was a, uh, he was a classmate of mine. Around the table, the mood suddenly changed. The atmosphere in the room just shifted from this convivial, you know, post-dinner contentment to abject horror as this, uh, almost this incubus sort of entered the room through the speaker and, and was actually in the room with us. This is a fantastic service that you're doing. It was um, a very tortured, uh, yet dangerous sounding person. The world would be full of people like me if we just knew that all we had to do was just say, I'm sorry and everything is all right. Hearing that voice and watching that light just blinking blinking, blinking red, and uh, kind of wanting it to stop. <laughs> Alan got up and turned the lights back on. He looked around, waiting for a response. I just remember us all looking over our empty wine glasses at each other with our jaws hanging open. No one could say a thing. I think we all <laughs> just silently put on our coats. And we just sort of filed out quietly and said, thank you very much. <laughs> Doug and Carrie were quiet on the walk to the subway. Once we were on the train, I just remember looking at every, all these faces and wondering, is that that sicko who was just, you know, just confessing everything to us? You know, it wasn't something you listen to and then just move on. I couldn't move on either. Alan's art project was starting to take on a life of its own, and it would eventually take over his life and mine.